Welcome, Sacramento, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are going to be talking about the 0-0 tie that we had over at Phoenix. We said it before, if we got the tie, we wouldn't be mad, and we're not actually mad. We're actually pretty happy that we got the tie. Let's go ahead and introduce our team members today, Sharon, Jared, First, let's go to you, Sharon. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Um, glad, glad for the tie. This is one tie that I can definitely hang in the closet. You know, it's it's a fancy tie, and uh, you know the fact that the the fancy tie came with a shutout. Uh, we're happy about that, and it's in Phoenix. I don't think they expected what we brought to them, especially in the second half. So I can't wait to dig into this story. Jared, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I mean, this is definitely a Justin Timberlake feel because uh, I'm just glad to get get this suit and tie that go, going on here. <laughs> I, I like like a lot of us said before. I mean, if we end up even with a tie with this, you know, we're not we're not mad. And and really, especially with all the effort that the uh, the boys put in in the second half. I mean, with all the chances that they've had. You know, I'm just glad that we're able to at least gain a point, uh, you know, getting out of Chandler with a point. So definitely a great match. Yeah. Louise, how are you doing? How are you feeling about all this? I'm feeling good. I guess we'll have to see what happens after next Saturday because it's going to be another critical game because it's a head-to-head against San Diego. No, I think it's going to be between us or San Diego who moves on uh, the way things are going for them, which we'll talk about what happened with them yesterday. But... Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be something else next Saturday. Really looking forward to that match. And, uh, you know, since it's a head-to-head, we're only going to hopefully see a good, intense match, no matter the result. So that's all we can really ask for. But the display that we saw yesterday, I think, it gives me hope that we are going to have a, a good match on Saturday. And uh, I, I think we are starting to see this team treat games against Phoenix a lot differently, right, that they treated the first two because... We know that weren't good showings. We know that, that we had mistakes. And I also noticed a big improvement and more opportunities too, which I was surprised. I, I would have expected that at home, but giving a display like this away is really awesome. And I'm really glad Jared was there to witness that because uh, uh, he deserved to see the gameplay <laughs> be pretty good. So. That's, yeah, that's not only was Jared there, but there were a handful of other Sac Republic fans, from what I remember uh, hearing. Remember? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Uh, yeah. Ryan Strange was also going to be there. Yep. And, and maybe others that we just don't know of right now. Maybe Jared, Jared will tell us more about his uh, experience here at the match here shortly. But mm-hmm. before we actually get to that, I do want to give a shout out to everyone who participated in our first uh, State of the Republic town hall. Last Friday, where we previewed this match, uh, it was really great. Uh, you know, we had people coming in at different times and all that. So, we, you know, we were really happy about that. Unfortunately, no one got the result right. Um, no one got the 0-0. I was so close to saying 0-0, but I just I had a hard time believing that there would just be no goals at all. Um, but it was really awesome, really cool. So thank you so much to everyone who participated in that. And be on the lookout. We are going to do more of those in upcoming matches as well. I am actually coordinating some stuff with uh, our friends from uh, the Fairweather podcast, which is a San Diego loyal podcast, and seeing if we could probably do a town hall in which we invite them, possibly on Friday, <clears> the day before the match, uh, to you know talk talk to them about the game and. <laughs> Uh, maybe they could let us know what they're seeing from San Diego and we get some more insights on them. So be on the lookout for that. If that does happen, we are going to be announcing it sometime or it may have already been announced by the time this gets posted or you listen to this. (laughs) So go check your social media and you'll find that out. And if you want to be a part of that, please also let us know and we'll send the link out or we'll probably do what we did with this last time and just put the link out publicly. Anyone just hop on there. We have a max cap of 10 people at the same time. So uh, we can always ro- rotate people in and out if we need to. It's not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Tina predicted a tie. I think Tina Tina predicted a tie, but I think her tie was 1-1. So she was the closest to predicting the score. I yeah. She she predicted a tie. Yeah. yeah we'll have to check on, on that. 
Oh yeah, she she said one one. I said one one as well. So yeah, we were the only people. Oh really? Uh, oh yeah. okay. So cough it up, dude. You were you were pretty much almost right on, except for it was zero zero with a clean sheet attached to it. Yeah, but I was close to saying zero zero. I gotta say, but I, I just, a part <laughs> of me was like, I was like, there's got to be a goal. I was like, it can't be zero zero. There, there's there's gonna be a goal somewhere there. Yeah, we I, can't I had do the time. Oakland yeah. can't do the Oakland repeat because we're actually on a bigger field, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, and it's just like Scott Bradford had mentioned to me that the zero zero curse has come back to me. Uh, story behind <laughs> that is that the past couple times that I went to Oklahoma City to watch the Republic FC play it's always ended up being a zero zero draw. So it's like not, not one year, but the next year as well. So I was like, Ugh. okay. Can well, we not, can we not score there in Oklahoma? <laughs> well, it's kind of like the goal. And when we get into it, we'll talk about it. Um, their goal had a magnetic force field around it, not magnetic, but anti-magnetic anti-ball force field around it. I'll tell you what, Andre Rawls, he he deserved player of the match last night. Um, yeah, and he um, did do so. He did pass through Sacramento years and years ago uh, after uh, after college or during college. He came and trained with us. We had a chance at him. You know, we didn't. We were looking for you know keepers down the road, and and we didn't bite back back in the old days. And look at him now. I mean, he's he's did a fabulous job last night. So did our our goalkeeper did too. So, hey, Louise, fabulous job on setting up. Sorry, don't mean to switch subjects so quickly, but right back to um, having our town hall on this past Friday, our first one, and then having an upcoming one. They're fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if you haven't, if you didn't get a chance to join, join this one. We do try to laugh. We do try to ask some questions. um, And it's great that Louise was able to get it all set up and, and running. So thank you so much, Louise. Yeah, thank you, Luis. I mean, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a great atmosphere. There are the people coming in and out, uh, get, you know, asking questions, having a bit of fun. Great, a great concept there. Oh, yeah. 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 Thank you. And like I said, I think we're going to have more of them because it's it's really, uh, especially if it's a weekend game, if it's a midweek game, it's going to be a little more complicated. But with these weekend games, I think we could I think Friday nights are are pretty good as a Friday preview. nights are probably a little bit better than a Saturday night if there's a Sunday game because the Saturday game in September just happens to fall on my birthday and I'm not available. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well let's talk about let's talk about the two goalkeepers. I mean this was a this was a battle of the keepers last mm-hmm. night in a way. Yeah, uh, you know, looking uh, at the game, looking at the highlights, I and mean, most of it is goalkeeper stuff. You mentioned it right with the roles. Uh, I, I wouldn't deny it. He, I think he was the player of the match because he had some crazy stops, and you know, I think that we could probably sign him because if we think back to Josh Cohen, remember he came from us, uh, or he came to us from Phoenix Rising. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we all know what he became, right? We all know what he did for us and how we like, oh, yeah. like think he's like the best goalkeeper we've ever had. And there you have it. So, hey, I'm just saying, and not that we don't have good goalkeepers right now, but, you know, you never know. He could hey, probably come back. And I will not use any terminology, a negative terminology against Tomas Gomez again. And I think at this point, I don't have to wait <laughs> for a third match. I if he wants a banana, anything, I'll make it. So, um, uh, I, I think he's out of the, I I think he's out of the whatever name calling mode that I was in. So he's fine with me now. I'm glad Tomas is really playing up to his level and his reputation. It took a bit, but he was so good last night. Mm -hmm. He was picking things out of the air um, both keepers were picking things out of the air that I wasn't expecting them to do. And and they both had a game. Both of our, both keepers last night had a game and I'm just happy Tomas was on our side. Yeah. It might've, it might as well have been goalie wars uh, over, over there at wild horse pass last night. I mean, this uh, highlight reel that we have going on right now, I, I watched it earlier. It's predominantly of our shots against uh, Rawls. I mean, Rawls was putting on the clinic as well as uh, Tomas. I mean, Great, great example of uh, goal, uh, goalkeeping and how to, you know, keep it out of the net. I mean, granted, we did have our chances in the second half, more than a handful of chances, especially the uh, the, the kiss off the post. But 
Oh, the yeah. pinger by Panagos. I'm really oh. becoming more and more and more of a Panagos fan, you know, oh, watching yes. him do <laughs> weird stuff and, you know, stuff that are is the tricky stuff. And even the announcers are saying, you know, he's really good through the part of the park that he plays in because his ball skills are really are solid. And it's like, yeah, I'm really seeing that unfold more and more um, his ball skills. It reminds me a little bit of, um, I think he's got a little better ball skills than Tucker bone before he got injured, but I was very impressed with Tucker's ball skills. Cause you just don't expect it. You know, you, mm-hmm. there's, you, you kind of expect it more from the European players like Derek Formella and that kind of stuff. But then our guys are like Jaime and all them, their ball skills are just like incredible these days. And I'm really pleased to see that sort of thing. But yeah, the, their keeper, Andre Rawls had an anti-force field, anti-ball force field around, around that cage. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that, Sharon. I'm glad that everyone's becoming a Panagos fan, just like uh, I was uh, since the Early. beginning. Since the, well, I think since I first saw him, since that you, first match. The first match, but I think you may have done some digging and you knew his history from, you knew more of his history from when he played um, in the academy. I think you did a little bit more homework on him and you may have seen some other highlight stuff from, you know, from the old, from, you know, prior to him being signed. Uh, whereas mm. I hadn't, I'd only heard of him, you know, mm. I'd never seen him. I'd never watched him. And so um, I wasn't initially, I was a little nervous, you know, you, you bring in a young player like that and you throw him right there in that critical position. And then to see him bloom and, and do good things and frame the box. Well, you know, all the things he's supposed to do. So, which, you know, uh, talking about him and talking about this play that Jared was referencing earlier, on the 46th minute, uh, not only did he have this crazy, crazy like shot that he did, and, and if you guys take a look at the more closer angle, you'll get to see that. But if you guys pay attention a little bit to it, you'll notice that when Carlton Belmar passed the ball to uh, Jaime Villarreal, he's asking Jaime, like, hey, put it right here. He's already like pointing at him, like, hey, like, put it right here, but I'm, I'm free. Like, he's already visualizing, right? Like, the space that he has. And so, yeah hands down that's amazing when like a young guy could you know tell this other guy who's been around longer like hey give me the ball here right like that communication for a guy his age is really awesome and really cool to see that from an academy player and, and the I confidence see that more yeah and the confidence the confidence to call for the ball back to goal just inside the box i mean that's huge confidence um you don't always see that from a younger player. They're almost like, Oh, give it to the next guy. You know, I'm, you know, nice. Let somebody else have it. But um, it's nice to see that. I would love to see more. So I, I'm looking forward to watching him throughout the season. The rest of the season I should say we're gosh, well into the season. Now time flies. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm loving the confidence he had. I mean, especially seeing him point out to, Hey, I'm available right here. And to actually punch it through. I mean, I have seen countless times this season where it's just been a chuckle brother set to me, to you, to me, to you going backwards instead of actually to the net. This is definitely changing on the guard with the fact that they're saying, Hey, I got it right here. I'm going to put, try to put it in the net for, from where I'm at to, to actually see them attack and put an attempt to put it in. I mean, obviously it didn't happen in this match, but for them to finally take chances instead of just wonder, Oh, do I pass it backwards? I mean, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. They're taking the, the time and the confidence to say, let me get at this. Let me put it in. This is something we've needed all year round right. and finally showing up. So, I mean, I mean kudos to, to Demario on this. Yeah. Well, um, and then this next play, the, the play we just saw, the free kick, um, um, was an interesting set piece that it looked like we had uh, trained for it. You know, you pass it up to a guy, he steps on it, holds it. Next guy, you know, it was an indirect free kick, obviously. Um, and I mean, that was <laughs> that was a banger. It looked like the keeper yeah. might not have seen it. Um, and that was in the 53rd minute um, when the kick was taken. So be, um, I'm glad to see that we're working on some of our set pieces. Yeah, that's really important because we've had a lot of set pieces that aren't even shot at goal. And, you know, you need to get them to be shot at goal. You know, you can't have one that isn't there. And, you know, all throughout, I mean, that shot from that set piece was from Derek, right? Uh, and love, love Derek's shooting. Yep. 
And we were looking at other opportunities by Cam. Cam had Cam. so many opportunities too, so which, you know, yes. I, I said it in the live, right? Cam likes to play in Phoenix. Something about Phoenix is just where he likes to play. He scored a couple of goals already there. So, it, well, yeah. he, he likes Phoenix and he used to like Reno. So <laughs> maybe oh, this yeah. is, yeah. So he's taking it all out on him. And I'm glad that Cam was, Cam had the confidence. Um, that was that was brilliant. Now you've moved forward to the 83rd minute, and um, who we have here now is our, our just got his uh, new car smell off of him. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and speaking of cars, it was probably around that time that uh, the Wild Horse Pass uh, um, Automotive Park started ramping up a lot of their activity. It's uh, not next door but it might as well have been you probably would have heard a lot of the uh, heard drag, it. yeah the heard drag it. car racing uh, they had fireworks going on and for a real short time it sounded like what well, was a jet engine taking off because you probably could have seen in some of the shots that there was like a large plume of smoke and a bit of a fire a fire kickback that had sprung up in the air that's how close it that this new stadium is to that uh, uh motorsports park i really thought that would have uh, affected the players just having to deal with that loud noise louder than the crowd, but apparently not because uh, the players seem to have uh, gone just fine with it. I mean, from what I, I can see. I thought we were next to an airport for some reason. It's like, what is all this noise? It sounded like uh, airplanes taking off and landing and, you know, taking off and landing and it, mm-hmm. it was loud. We could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. They certainly picked a fine spot to put a soccer stadium. <laughs> Uh, yeah, leave it to handball racing to do, to do that. So, Luis, what did you think about this uh, this bit from Malik Foster? I thought that that was an interesting play, right? And look, looking at it on the eighty uh, second minute, it, it, it was at first when he I first saw this, I thought he could have shot a goal, right? Because he he looked like he was just trying to just like cross it. And and so I think that he maybe wasn't sure, should I shoot? Should I cross it? So he kept going. And at that time, he was kind of out of an angle to even really shoot and even out of an angle to even cross because the goalkeeper had had him watched real good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where he just needs to go with his first instinct, right? If he wants to uh, shoot at goal, then just, shoot it already right or if he wants to cross it then just cross it right don't just like don't keep uh the ball with you so much but if if you take too much time to like figure it out then uh you you start to lose your angle okay so but was there let's look break that one down again let's look and see if there was there wasn't anybody on the top of the box see i i don't know if he was hoping that the players were I th- I'm not certain that our players framed the box correctly. And you saw Derek from put his arms up in the air, like, uh, don't forget about me. Um, whether he should have chipped the keeper, you know, over the top to get it to Derek or, um, this is kind of weird. The framing of the box, I, I, it's just the late run wasn't late enough, so to speak. You know what I mean? It was too early or Malik just didn't hit the target. Right. It was, or he waited too long. It's just, so it, that's such a weird play and the thing is is he had defenders beat and then we they closed us down really quickly um much to their credit they did end up closing us down they had the right runners going to the right places pretty much but hey it was a nice attempt it was one of our many attempts Mm -hmm. inside the box and to be dangerous that way um it just it taught phoenix to not overlook malik foster yeah. I mean, that was a lesson that they learned. You can't let him, you can't let him get free. And he got free and he almost set up a really good, a really good chance for us. And I would also add, let's also remember that Jaime Villarreal gave him such an amazing pass, right? I mean, the yeah. vision that Jaime had for that yeah. to say like, well, let me go, you know, put this ball or he might have a one-on-one chance. It was great. It I was, was, I was great. really pleased seeing Jaime back. And seeing him in this match, it was like, yeah, this guy's back to being our old Jaime. <laughs> and <Yeah>. welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Jaime. And then yeah. just after this, um, Cam, there was a um, another op- opportunity for Cam Awasa um, as well. Um, the header, 
that almost I'm just mm. like this is another one of those yeah. Andre Rolls, <laughs> you know, comes to the rescue again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, when I first saw this, I think I don't know. I think he had another. Ch- he had a chance. I think this should have been a goal for us. Uh, <laughs> I I know that. Of course, you know the goalkeeper had a great block and all that, but I feel like he could have done something else. Or he you could mean have... like shot it back in the direction that it came? Because typically when you're heading a ball from the left side, you you redirect it back to the left side of the goal because the keeper, if, if you're moving right, the keeper's moving right with you. But if you head it back in the direction the ball came from, typically you get the keeper on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, what you're trying to say is Cam had the opportunity not to direct the ball to the right side of the of the cage, but more back to the left side of the cage was probably a better a better choice. But we can't second guess what was going through his head and what he saw out of the corner of his eye when he picked his spot, you know, because they always tell you pick your spot before you shoot. It doesn't matter if it's your head or your foot. So I'm even I'm even thinking he could have used this foot, too. I, mean, no, I know brought I, it I all the way down. He had time. He could have, yeah, and he was he was just right there in front of him. He was so close to the goal. He was right there. Yeah. Uh, I know. Everybody, yeah. I mean, that was, okay, so my sister was quiet. Oh, get this. So I didn't get a single text from my sister all game long until that happened, Cam's header. And it's like, okay, this is almost like the end of the game, and my sister finally starts texting me about the game, and it was like nonstop after that. It was so hilarious. It was like Burma shave coming across my phone. But I'm sitting here. I'm dialed in at this point. I'm trying to watch the game. It's like, yeah, look at Burma shave. You know, I love my sister so much, but it's like, oh, that woke her up. The cam header. <laughs> Here comes the text. So, but Nabi, okay. Can we talk about Nabi and his run and his runs and his abilities um, and his tracking back on defense? Uh, remember the save that I don't know if uh, the highlight reel shows the save that he made running back. Um, I don't remember if it was the first half. I think it was possibly the second half. But if it wasn't for Nabi and, and a run back that he made, um, it would have been curtains for us as well, um, uh, you know, against against Phoenix. But it was it was Nabi who saved the day at one point. So, dude has speed, and that's mm-hmm. one of his that's one of his assets. That and his ability to to cover and and mark and you know know. I mean, he had a deft touch at one point where I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to get called for a foul. But he was he interrupted the play so perfectly that he didn't get called for a foul. There was a lot of that where our players deftly touched the ball. And even though they were shouldering a player, you know, a Phoenix player off the ball, it, they never got called for it. it you know, I know uh, we've got a couple of yellow cards last night, but nothing mm-hmm. that, nothing that was detrimental, nothing that was in the box um, or nothing that produced a PK for Phoenix. So happy, happy that way. Yeah, they were just throwing themselves in front of the ball on both ends, especially the end that I was in. I mean, I mean, the second half, there were times where Phoenix came racing in, but uh, we got our defenders. They just got in there, went all all ball, even throwing themselves, it blocked the shots. I mean, I could just hear the audible, ah, coming from, from the uh, the Phoenix Rising crowd every <laughs> time that that happened. So, I mean, great, great defensive effort as well. Let's definitely not discount that. And I also got to add, now that you're mentioning Nabi, before we move on from this, but uh, Nabi did a really good job controlling Solomon Asante. Yes. And it was the it was the funniest thing seeing him, right? Because <laughs> Nabi is like really tall, as we all know, right? And Solomon mm-hmm. Asante is a bit shorter. And so uh, great, great job because he, you know, we know Solomon could run and could be really hard to catch up. But Nabi was like, I'm right here, bro. I can actually run as well. So welcome to my world. <laughs> welcome to, yeah. Welcome to the world of we've got Nabi. 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 I think it's the accents on the eye. But anyhow. And then they had a couple of unfortunate in- injuries. I think it was Solomon Asante mm-hmm. ended up getting subbed out. And I think Egbo did it too. Um, and, the, you know, that was that was unfortunate. We had an unfortunate sub with Dan Casey going out. And I'm just hoping it was. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the uh, 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 not a quad issue, but just a cramp um, that wasn't going to recover. Um, and, you know, we we very judiciously used subs. We didn't you know, we tried to keep the chemistry from the last match 
going forward. And and we predicted some of these uh, players. We predicted the starting lineup. I think I predicted Duke. Somebody predicted somebody else. But um, the except we thought Hayden Sargis was going to be in the starting lineup, but he's injured uh, or he's on the injury report. So Nobby Nobby got the the start. At, at any rate, we kind of predicted this particular starting lineup to begin with. It's just unfortunate that we had to sub. Uh, Dan Casey out. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But overall, really good game. I mean, even though we didn't win, it felt like a win. And it's one of those things where it's it's a point, but it, it just feels like three points. It's just it was a shutout. Yeah, it was a shutout point, and I love it. I love this four one four one that we're playing. I like this formation way better than the first four formation <laughs> that we were trying, where we couldn't figure it out, and neither could the players. So. Um, I think they're really settling into this four one four one. It's really sweet to watch um, to watch this. Yeah, it's good to see that they're finally uh, getting some chemistry right at a good time because we know we need the points right now more than ever before. And so it's going to be an interesting close to the season. I hope we see the team that we've been wanting to see uh, a lot of uh, chemistry as we saw last season. That that's what we're really hoping for here. So. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but I did want to ask Jared because you were at the stadium. And as you all know, we like to give our little narrative of away games. And this time being that it's the first time that Jared actually went to this new venue that they have. Uh, let us know, Jared, how was your adventure going there? Uh, give us detail for anyone who um, is going to be going to maybe the next Phoenix game or another Phoenix game next season. <laughs> Well, I was dreading the, the trip to Chandler because uh, with uh, with my layout, I'm in I'm in Avondale, which uh, is on the west side of the valley. I mean, we're practically right there by the um, State Farm uh, Stadium where the Cardinals play. And this venue here is in Chandler, which is in the, the deep southeast valley, basically where I used to work for for a bank uh, in that region. So I was thinking it was going to be a long stretch, but. Uh, Thankfully, because of uh, Phoenix Rising's pub to pitch shuttle program, they actually had a pickup from a not necessarily a bar, but a uh, like a public market type uh, setting in downtown Phoenix called the uh, the Churchill. So once I got into downtown and went to the Churchill, you know, I killed off time, had some carne asada fries and a beer and then got on the yeah. bus and was able to get on that particular bus to uh, the stadium. Uh, the stadium, I mean, other than maybe a few changes here and there looked exactly as the stadium that they had in Scottsdale. Uh, some of the big changes they had is they now have this huge um, artificial turf uh, gra- grass area where they'll have like uh, interactive games, food trucks, uh, places for people to sit down and eat their food uh, to the south of the stadium. Uh, they did add uh, some new seats, uh, like the, the 200 section where, where I was sitting at. They've added that in, and they finally invested in the, uh, the video board. So that's definitely something new for them this year. Uh, the bathrooms, of course, as a lot of folks have, have mentioned, they finally do have indoor plumbing. But my experience was the bathrooms were it felt like a good 30 degrees hotter inside than outside. And even then granted they have multiple bathrooms spread out, but this one particular one I had uh, for the men had two urinals and four stalls. I mean, granted I I did uh, partake in them because I kind of had to with with the beers I had, but I was so glad to get out of that bathroom. It felt like a sauna bath in there. I mean, and, and really that should not be the case, but, um, Aside, aside from all that, you know, I, I did take the uh, the usual uh, walk around the stadium. The uh, the beers are still, you know, average priced. I didn't get a chance to, to find any elote, but the uh, the carne asada fries weren't too bad there. I still kind of like the carne asada fries at, at the Churchill, but the the experience is, is decent. You know, it's you, know, you got were able to get to your seat and everything like that, and. Um, you know, seeing the match, I mean, I had a great uh, vantage point. I mean, I've, I posted a couple of pictures about where my seat was at. Uh, getting uh, getting out afterwards, uh, after, you know, like uh, meeting the uh, Republic FC players, you know, cheering them on for a great effort and telling them that I would meet, meet them in Vegas. At first, uh, once I exited the uh, the stadium, I made the mistake of going with the crowd because I was thinking the <laughs> buses were going around there. 
and I couldn't really see them on that part. So I asked one of the uh, security or uh, uh, stadium folks, hey, you know, where, where are the uh, pub to pitch shuttles at? Oh, they're over on the other side. So I had to run and, and get over there. And unfortunately, I missed the bus that was going back to the Churchill. Oops. But but because they had multiple buses, I just walked over to the one of the next ones and kind of took a peek at the uh, windshield because sometimes they'll put like their destination on, on there. And I just asked the driver, hey, is, is this still going to Four Peaks Tempe, which, you know, which Tempe uh, transit wise still works for me. So I was able to get on that bus that did go to the Four Peaks Tempe. And the reason why I knew my way around there is because a couple of years ago, I had actually gone to a ramen place. Wait for it. There's a ramen place called Republic Ramen. <laughs> oh, okay. And and as I posted on my personal Facebook, or at least I linked the Louise to it, uh, a couple of years ago when they were playing at what was Casino Arizona Stadium, just up the street from there, yeah, at their last venue, I had worn my uh, personalized kit, which had number 14, which is, of course, as we all know, 2014 being the first season that we played. Uh, my total before uh, taxes and tip was $14. My order number was 14, and I did have their Republic Saki. So I was thinking at that time, you know, like, you know, I'm not trying to say I know the score, but I'm thinking what the score could be. And obviously, I, it was completely wrong. But uh, but that was as far as the Republic Ramen goes on that. But once I got on back on the university drive from there, I just went uh, straight on to uh, the light rail station by ASU, caught that light rail. Caught the final McDowell bus uh, to practically home. And then from there, it was just a quick, maybe 20 to 40 minute walk home uh, at, at 1 a.m. And my part of Avondale, is, you know, it's, a, it's a decent area. I mean, it's uh, it better than where I was living at in South Sacramento, but I was able to get home with no problem. But mm -hmm. as far as the overall experience at the stadium, it was better than I was expected, especially getting there. Well, that's good. You know, that's good to hear, you know, that because it is a distance. I mean, that is looking at a map. I mean, from where you live, it's like 33, 32 miles. That's that's not chump change distance wise. You know, it's not like, you know, 12 miles or five miles or whatever. That's that's mm -hmm. a, that's a you have to plan that. And to have you make it there and home on public transit with minimal yeah. walking, dude. And it was very hot. You know, congratulations mm -hmm. on getting there. And, you know, I hope the Republic and I hope the players appreciate what some of their fans, their away fans go through to get there, whether they're paying for a plane ticket from Sacramento or whether they're getting from one part of their town to the to the stadium, as you have done. So kudos to you. Good job. And I'm bummed I didn't get to hear about an elote story, a nine dollar elote story. I know you were looking for it and I wanted to hear all about it. So maybe when you go to Las Vegas. Well, October, they, they come back in October. So I'll, I'll try to shoot for that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. We're, we're we're coming back to town. You know what? For that time, you should probably go to Republic Ramen again. Maybe that's the good luck charm that we need for that next game. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll see what the uh, pub to pitch uh, pickups are. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, if I get there early enough, I can always uh, go over to Four Peaks uh, Tempe and get uh, picked up from there. So. Yeah, I'll I'll try to shoot for that. Cool. Hey, and if we're ever around there, I think Republic Ramen's got to be the place to eat before the game. Now, I mean, that's <laughs> that's just saying something. And aside from that, I mean, it's just really funny when you told me about Republic Ramen. I was like, huh. Well, Phoenix is tried copying us in other ways, right? And and they even like you mentioned before wanted to get a stadium that was close to their state fair, so. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Uh, you know, they would have some sort of memory from Sacramento in near their city. All right, oh, I see what's going on there now. <laughs> that and also the fact that Sky Harbor International ha has a, a ice cream shop called Sweet Republic. So take <laughs> well, that as you may. Yeah, there you go. We're yeah. good with that. We're good with all the uh, references to the Republic. Of course, yeah, I don't know if it's a red state or a blue state, so who knows. Um, <laughs> at this point, I think it's a purple state. Uh, so good recount of your experience, Jared. It was It's always fun to hear your stories of getting places because you pretty much just only use public transportation or, you know, errors, airlines, and 
Very good. One day, you know, folks will be in your neighborhood and, you know, from Sacramento on that give you a ride. We almost convinced, well, his car was full, but we, we almost convinced Ryan to come and get you, but you do good on your own. Yeah. Well, one day when we go, we'll actually go and um, pick you up too. I was actually just seeing that the airport from Phoenix is uh, like right there, like, like almost midpoint. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as on the map that you're showing right there, the, uh, the Southern dip, which is the uh, 202 connector that, that only uh, opened up about a year or two ago. So before that connector, you would have had to take uh, I-10, which is the main uh, highway between uh, here and L.A. Uh, you could you would have to take that and it connect uh, down to the, uh, I think the 60 or, or so. But uh, that 202 connector definitely helps out. Cool. Oh, well, so before you were saying they were forcing people to go through Phoenix, go through, which what I, I'm sure there must be a lot of traffic to get there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, good, good stuff. Good stories. So yeah. looking forward, do we pick the man of the match yet? Or do we look forward to our next match? Or do we look at standings at this point? Because standings wise, we're yeah. still five points behind San Diego. Um, they've got 27 points. Um, we have 22, I believe. And then uh, Oakland won last night in a big way. Mm. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they beat they, Las they Vegas three to one. Which th- thank you, Oakland. Actually, when I found out about that, I was like, "Great, we were rooting for the Roots again, and you guys are doing your <laughs> job." And <laughs> they're a little f- farther behind from us, right? Um, right? But if we do look at the standings um, in our group, Phoenix Rising in first place, of course, still there. Eighteen matches played, thirty-eight points. Uh, Orange County, two more games played than we do, twenty-nine points. Just seven points ahead of us. Tacoma Defiance, uh, one game less than we do, 27 points. San Diego Loyal, two more games than we do, 27 points. Just five points away from us. And, of course, we are at 22 points with 18 matches played. And underneath us, we have uh, LA Galaxy 2 with the same amount of matches played, 19 points, three points behind us. Las Vegas Lights with one more game than we do. 19 matches played, 17 points. So we got him uh, five points behind us. And the Roots with uh, two less games than we do, 14 points and eight points behind us. So that's how the standings are looking like. We're starting to like separate a little bit from the teams that we have behind us. Of course, we need to keep winning to make that difference more significant. And then above us, I mean... OC and San Diego have fallen into this trap, even though, of course, OC um, did win yesterday. But uh, the loyal are the ones that we are now really focusing on, taking a big interest in because we still have to play against them this Saturday. And then beyond that, we still have uh, another game or actually I should say two more games right against them. Another game at home after this uh, Saturday's and then another game in San Diego. So that. That so, team is, is one team to focus on, I think. When you look at the streaks that everybody is on, um, you know, you it, under the USL Pacific Division, looking at the streaks, we're looking good. You know, we've got a win, draw, draw, win, draw. And then um, San Diego is spottier than we are. They go win, loss, loss, win, loss. So they don't draw. They just either lose or they win. So we're kind of hoping that they keep losing. Tacoma is on a real good streak. Win, uh, draw, draw, win, win, win. So they're figuring their way through the crowd. And Oakland in a similar fashion, lose, draw, win, draw, win. So the the teams that are kind of, like you said, slipping, it's not only Las Vegas, but Phoenix with all these ties, they're they're going to be in the men's warehouse with us. Um, they've got the last three matches that they've played have all been draws. And then Orange County is a little in- interesting. They they went um, the last four matches. It was lose, draw, lose, win. So they're coming off a win. Um, so it's just it's kind of got to think about where everybody's at and where their brain is at with San Diego. They're going to be coming off a loss. And you know, when you think about teams and and what they just did and how they come into their next match affects the psyche and the confidence. It can be a negative or a positive. And then we have to kind of remember, okay, how are we going to play our game? What is our game going to look like? 
So I'm I'm kind of hoping that our our streak, whether it's a draw or win, is alive um, for our next match. Yeah, it's it's really at odds uh, between Orange County and San Diego, both doing the electric slide in in the standings. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we never know who's going to be in second or third or fourth uh, in the Pacific Division lately because it's been ever changing these past few weeks. Yeah. I mean. It was looking as though OC was going to be a lock in second, and then all of a sudden they dropped the fourth, and, and Loyal were, you know, as high as they were. Now it's just reverting back. So it's, I mean, other than Phoenix and hopefully Sacramento, that the whole Pacific Division is still up for grabs as far as the, the playoff hunt goes. I mean, hopefully we can make our mark. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and it's so <laughs> funny because we can go back to – the past few podcasts and I, I thought the same thing, Jared, right? I was like, OC and San Diego, they got this in the bag. We're just going to be fine against Tacoma for that fourth spot. Well, of course, and also LA Galaxy and, and the lights right there, you know, challenging the fourth. But now it's looking like as long as we do our part, try to like separate ourselves from the other, from the bottom ones, right? Beat them in the games that we have still to play against those, those, the lights and the roots, we'll be in pretty good shape to just compete against, you know, those uh, two, three, four position teams and try and get one of those. And heck, let's go for second place. I mean, we, we get a good run and it's not not that far, right? Because OC is just seven points ahead of us and they have two more games played than we do. If we catch up and we get a good run where we do win the next two games, you're just a point away from that second spot. Of course, granted that, Tacoma Defiance uh, loses points because they're right there. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got to get these. We've got to put the mojo on these other teams. It's like, okay, everybody else has to lose, and we just keep winning. <laughs> you know, everything. Every no, nothing is static, but we want it to be static, <laughs> except for us. I'm still, up. I'm still shocked that Tacoma Defiance, though. Like, how did <laughs> they got really lucky, or they they got in a really good spot where. You know, they're, they're three matches behind Orange County and San Diego, yet they have 27 points, same points as the Loyal, two points behind Orange County. I mean, these guys, if they happen to pull a, a three win from, you know, the three matches they have uh, left to catch up to OC and San Diego, they could, and this is so crazy, they could be two point, or they could be, no, let's see, 27 plus nine. Yeah, they could be two points behind Phoenix Rising, if they get those three games. <laughs> so in, in other divisions or uh, conferences, uh, I mean, you look at Colorado, I mean, that's the second team and they're doing fairly well. So, you know, who knows? The second teams are not doing so bad if you think about it. Well, yeah. So those are the standings. Again, it's going to be really interesting. And again, really good matchup against San Diego. It couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> and we still have more games to play against them. And also have more games to play against Tacoma. So hey, just pack the stands this coming Saturday, folks. Pack the stands. They yes. need to. Sac Republic needs to hear us. Yes, please, please bring a friend. Bring your dog if you want as well. <laughs> I mean, just let's make sure that we have a lot of people there at this game. And it's the last game that will be at 8 p.m. this season. So enjoy the late better weather match because the following are going to be at 7.30. Uh, so yeah, this Saturday, August 28th against the Loyal. Uh, Landon Donovan's first time in uh, our area or at least at Heart Help Park. So it's going to be interesting seeing a uh, legendary player, one of my favorite uh, national team players out there, but in the opposition, unfortunately. But he's welcome in Sacramento if he wants to ever come down and, uh, you know, coaches and uh you know be a part owner of republic as well hey, we'll, we'll take <laughs> you <laughs> um and then after that match though we are going to have a busy week right because we have a midweek game on wednesday uh september 1st at 7 30 against los dos we're traveling out to southern california and then the following sunday september 5th another game that jared's going to be going to at las vegas lights and so road trip time and not just that right because the following week we are not coming back home we are going to be traveling to texas to play against el paso which is uh, a really competitive team i gotta say they're at the season. top of their table they're at the top of their table darn them mm -hmm. oh yeah so 
we yeah. learned a lot from playing against Phoenix, though. So I hope that they, you know, hey, just play against them with the same lineup. Why not? Right? It worked out against these guys. So, and then after that, it. we go to San Antonio and we wonder, are they going to ever come home? You know, are they just <laughs> going to stay out on the road because all these are Southern, you know, Southern teams? It's like, hey, just get the bus, put up, you know, do the party bus and just <laughs> go be away from home for two weeks, three weeks almost. Yeah. No, I doubt they'll do that. But still, I mean, there's enough away games in the southern part of, you know, the states that we live in, you know, they could stay away. That's a lot oh. of that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of away. Yeah. Well, in San yeah. Antonio, it'll be at home, unfortunately. Too. Oh, unfortunately, right, right, it's not, right, right. Okay, yeah. so they get to come home. Right. I misread uh, that one. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. So, so that's that's the next one. I'm glad they're coming back home on September 18th against uh, San Antonio. I won't be there. I won't be at that game, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I don't know if I'll be at that game. I'll have to check and see if I even have tickets for that one <laughs> already. Um, but yeah, but more on that later. So yeah, interesting matchups that we have uh, aside from the loyal because playing against those those and, and the lights, again, they're teams that are below us. You beat them and suddenly you, you have more of a, a cushion between you and the bottom teams, which is also important, right? We can't let go of those bottom teams that are trying to also get that fourth spot. So yeah, I'm going to be interested in seeing how those go. And sadly, the game against LA Galaxy 2, I guess they're just not going to allow fans this season in that stadium. Not that they really packed it, but it's really sad for all the way fans who want to watch their team, maybe in Southern California, possibly plan a trip mm-hmm. around that. And so yeah. I don't know what's going on there. One more reason why I'm like, yes, please get rid of these two teams. You all know how much I just don't like these two teams. And so uh, one more reason why, because they're not taking that seriously, right? They're more like, well, we we don't even have people here in the stands, so who cares, right? In fact, it even benefits them, even though they're not going to get the ticket sales. They're not going to see their team be uh, <laughs> rooted against because most teams probably brought more away fans than they did with people going to games. So it's anyhow, just, yeah. yeah, and that's quite a bit in the future. So, yeah, that's a ways down there. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh, oh no, no, the, the away Oh, that is that's and, the Wednesday. Uh, those, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're Sorry. playing against them later on, but no, right. you should know the game we're playing against them, right? Because that is a day after your special day. Exactly. That is, right. That's gonna mm-hmm. be a good that one. That is. Yeah. That that'll be a good day. All right. So, so did you guys yeah. already think of your man of the match for this last uh for last night for the Phoenix game? Did you guys are we? Are we going to do one, two, three, and then say who our man of the match was? And we're all saying somebody different, or I think it might be different for this one. I mean, I think I know who I know who you're going to go with. (laughs) You telegraph that. You telegraph that move way too easy. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're going to do the Croif on me. Yeah, so I'll I'll get that. I get it. I watched the ball. Oh yeah, I'm going with Tomas. I know you're going Luis with Jaime. And I don't know, Jared, who you're going with. Did I get did I get it right, Luis? No, actually, no. I, what? I, I, I was going to say with uh, Cameron, even though he didn't score a goal, just the fact that he had the opportunities to score, which other times he didn't have as much opportunities. I'm going to give it to him just for this one, because, again, he likes to play at Phoenix. Unfortunately, luck was in his way, and this, that goalkeeper was something else, but... Um, you know, if, of course, if we're looking at Republic man of the match, right? Because if it was just the general, then yeah, the Phoenix goalkeeper's got to get it. But yeah, Cameron probably you, gets You it. got cameras in your, and Jared, who'd you get? I am pleasantly surprised to say Tomas because the, the man oh. was a brick wall. I mean, al- along with, uh, you know, Phoenix's goaltender, I mean, these, these two, I mean, you could not get anything past them. And Tomas, I know early on in the season, it seemed like he was just letting goals go left and right, but he is starting to get in his groove these past several matches. And to, to hold his own against a top-rated team like, like Phoenix, I mean, that's that's just speaking volumes on how big of a turnaround he has going on right now. So definitely Tomas for, uh, for me on this match. Okay, so we're almost in unison, but you know what? It's funny. I guessed wrong. I totally guessed wrong for you, Louise, because I did enjoy what Jaime brought to the game, and I, I you were hyping him up a little bit. I think you're trying to trick me on these man of the matches. You're trying to lead me to believe you would go with one guy, and then I'll say who I think you are, and then it's like, oh, you picked Cameron. 
<laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, despite me saying that Cameron had that opportunity and I was like, come on, you could have scored it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look out for those, right? If I criticize someone a lot, they might end up being man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be fun. Every match, I think I'm going to try to guess Luis. Jared, you and I are going to have to text him, you know, behind the scenes and say, who's Luis going to go with this game? <laughs> Unless it's like super obvious, mm-hmm. like somebody scoring three goals and you, you know, you got to give it to them. But uh, even then, <laughs> Luis might still trick us. I might still be, yeah. I might still be like, you know what? I'm going to give it to the guy who assisted because look at this play. <laughs> look at how it, it happened. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this be... is always fun. This is always a fun part. <laughs> Um, but then there is another funner part too, right? And it's oh. something that a lot of people are probably looking for. And not just that, but I think it's something that is surely on a lot of Republic fans' minds. It surely was mm-hmm. on our mind, and it's been on our mind in other matches. So, Jared, give us what today's USL Unsolved Mystery is. Well, for this uh, podcast, uh, we turned the magnifying lens onto the Republic FC. And this is probably something that, uh, for those that uh, follow their social media, might have been noticing as well this past season. Now, usually up until this season, uh, anytime that there's an injury report, uh, the reports will usually list who is injured and why they're, uh, they're injured. So at least it gives us an estimate of if it's going to be a major injury or maybe just uh, something minor, it just keeps them out of the lineup. But this season so far, anytime that anyone has appeared on the injury report, the only cause or any other information just says unavailable for selection, uh, such as with Tucker Bone. We've noticed for a good while, unavailable for selection. Malik Foster, unavailable for selection. Even other clubs are saying, yeah, for, for their players, oh, they may, they had a, a foot injury or head injury, a muscle strain, this and that. But Republic is just not free-flowing with the information. Now, I don't necessarily think it's going to be anything related to HIPAA because really, I mean, other, other clubs, other sports, even in California, we usually say what the issue is. But... Republic FC is just being very tight-lipped about uh, some of this information. I mean, we barely found out that Tucker Bone is out for the rest of the year, but we wouldn't have known that uh, if we only relied on the injury reports. So the unsolved mystery for this episode is, why is Republic FC being so mum about the injuries that, that their players are, are receiving? I mean, we're not asking for graphic detail or anything like that, but at least just say, Oh, they got they hurt their leg or their ankle or sprain or something like that, uh, anything like that. But we're not getting all, the whole picture here. What, to uh, paraphrase a, a WWE wrestler from the nineties to two thousands, uh, the Hurricane Shane Helms. What's up with that? <laughs> That's funny. What's okay. up with that? <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah, you're right, Jared. Th- this is a bit of a mi- of a mystery to just unless you run into the player in the grocery market, you know, and they, you know, have a knee brace on or whatever, one would never know what their injury is and it is it because they just don't want another team to to know what our status looks like or when a player would be returning or anything like that. It's just it's very different. It's it's very different. I mean, we kind of I mean, as a fan, we, it's not like we live and die on information about all of our players, but we do, you know, it's, we were curious, are they coming back? Are they close to coming back? Is it, you know, is it a knee? Is it a groin? Is it, you know, are they, did they have surgery? And we just were, we want to be hopeful with the return of our players. So that's a very good unsolved mystery. Good job. That is definitely one that always leaves us wondering where are they at, right? Because in our live show, we were talking about Hayden Sarges, right? Being in the starting 11. I know a lot of you were like, yeah, let's let's include him. Uh, and so what, why Lee was saying that, right? When we, they already know he wasn't going to, unless, you know, it was like a, you know, pre-game training where, you know, he just got injured while they were, you know, about to start. Then that's something else, right? If it's a last minute thing or well, when they got there, something happened or something like that. And so... That would be good to know, right? And if it's something yeah. personal where it's not like injury, we're not asking for like, oh, let us know exactly what's going on, right? Who's in the hospital? We're not asking for that, of course, because everyone has their personal life. 
but they could just say, right, personal reasons. It's not an injury. Don't worry, exactly. everyone. He's fine. It's just a personal reason. Leave it at that. We're good with exactly. that. So, exactly. Yeah. But hey, so if anyone from the team is listening and they want to solve this mystery, we're more than welcome to hear <laughs> the answer to this mystery. So, Or if anyone who is uh, right there and maybe has an answer to what that might be, please let us know because we are all pretty confused as to what's going on. And, uh, you know, we, we I thought it would get better. I thought maybe hey, it's just the beginning of the season. They, they're going to start revealing more things. But now we're starting to notice a trend. And it's like, all right, now there's something going on. So we want to know more about that. <laughs> and I got to say one little detail, too, that I noticed. And if you all know when the team does the previews of a match, right, when they usually put the banner up, like, right, match today or, or you know, the, this there's our next match and you all know right that they put a player right as like the face of the match uh, i don't know what you would call that but you know they usually put a player spotlight of sorts well for this match something interesting happened which i thought was kind of weird but um usually the player that they put on that they usually play and usually they're in the starting 11 or they might you know be subbed in possibly but i think most of the time they're in the starting 11 already well, Jordan was on there. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, great. Y'all know I picked Jordan on the live show. I was like, yeah, let's start with Jordan. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get subbed in. He was in the bench and he didn't get subbed in. So I'm like, well, did coach get the memo that their social media department was, uh, <laughs> you know, putting Jordan <laughs> on the banner or did they not get the memo or what happened there? So I just included another, another USO unsolved mystery there. So. Yeah, we got to buy one, get one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe it's there's something there with their social media department and the team. Maybe there is no communication of like, what's the injury? Uh, Who's going to be playing? Maybe that's that could be something there. There could be something there between them. Yeah. Not usually sure. they're usually they're so good though. I mean, this was this was one of the few ones where you know the guy who was on who was featured, <laughs> you know, in the playbill didn't get the didn't wasn't in the lineup or wasn't in the starter. Yeah, I was so tempted to tell him like, hey, I was just going to watch this match because Jordan was going to be playing. You guys <laughs> led me to believe he was going to be playing, and he didn't show up. I was like, okay, not even getting subbed in. All right. So, yeah, interesting little detail, but it's something that I just thought I'd bring up because, yeah, I was like, all right, maybe next game. Just don't put him again on there if he's not going to play, please, because you get my hopes up and then we don't see him. (laughs) Cool. Well, really great stuff. Again, we're really excited uh, for Saturday to watch us play against the Loyal. Sharon and I are going to be there and, you know, if we're going to be there. That also means that podcast stickers are going to be there. <laughs> um, our, our good old glossy podcast stickers, which, as I always say, we have a ton of stickers. So you want some, we got some. And if you actually see us at the match, that's probably a better spot for you to get more stickers. Uh, we could mail them to you. You could send us a message and we'll do that. But if you want more than just one or two, then seeing us at the stadium is probably your best option and we'll give you more uh so you can give them out if you want to you know just share them away with all your soccer friends we got you let us know we can get you a little bit more uh than we usually give out so just just let us know if that is the case and we'll get more to you and shout out to everyone who's gotten the stickers uh i know from anthony from the live show uh he put his stickers on his work truck and his personal truck so Really awesome stuff. Thank you again, Anthony. That was really great to see that. And if you have actually put the sticker somewhere already, and as Jared said on the live show, and it's PG-13, right? Show us where where it's at. Um, (laughs) Take a picture wherever you put it at. I mean, if you're out and about traveling and you're like, hey, let me slap a sticker here and on a sticker wall or something or anywhere else for that matter, wherever you're traveling, if you're able to uh, add one there. Let us know, Send, uh, take a picture, send it to us uh, because uh, in the future we are going to be printing some merchandise. I can't really reveal what that is quite yet until it's actually physically printed, but we are going to be doing a giveaway. And if you were one of those who got the sticker, took a picture, send it to us, 
you are going to be in the run to win what that giveaway will be. So please, please do that. So you're able to get a head start with that. And, and so you can get uh, a leader advantage on, on that, but it's going to be really interesting. So start taking those pictures. And so we could see where, where our stickers are going, where are they traveling around the world? Um, so yeah, and Luis, they can post them on Sacramento soccer fans, you know, because yeah. you you usually keep track of uh, the posts that go there. So they can actually, you know, do a do a post. They can tag, um, so they can post on their personal wall the you know the the stickers, right? And they can tag us. Oh yeah, yeah. If if you want to do mm-hmm. that, if you want to share it there with that group, uh, that is Sacramento soccer fans Facebook group. Check it out if you're on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, then go on Twitter and send us a message or, or at mention us. We're at state Republic 12 on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. If you also want to tag us on there at state Republic 12, feel free to, to do so. And, and, you know, let us know what, where, where those stickers are. We might repost some <laughs> of them if you're okay with that, because we want to share with everyone. Oh, look where they're putting it, Matt, in case maybe people who get the stickers, maybe you're wondering, Oh, I could put it in my truck as well. There you go. Look how great it looks in your truck. So Mm-hmm. Um, just giving some examples there uh, of, you know, where people put them on. I know uh, Sharon's friend put it on her bag, the clear bag. So we all know what the clear bag policy that the stadium has. So that's mm-hmm. another good place to to put them at, which I don't know, Sharon, if you put it, you've put these new glossy stickers on those bags. I don't know if they uh, still hold on as strong as the other ones did, but I'm assuming that they probably would as well. Um, I, I think so. And I accidentally, well, I didn't accidentally, I intentionally uh, sticker slapped um, at the salon where I get my hair done. <laughs> 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 but it's in a place where it's not going to do any harm. You know, uh, you know how every, uh, it's only take two seconds. You know how every cord of any utensil that is used, it has that giant tag on it that says, do not immerse in water. And it has all these little, you know, statements on there of things you can and cannot do with the corded yep. device. Oh. Right. Well, that there, her tag on her blow dryer was so big. I just sticker slapped the tag. It was sitting down there on the floor and I just kind of reached down and put it on that tag. I don't think she's even going to know, but somebody else in the salon knew that I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just laughing our heads off. It's like I sticker slapped, yay! In a salon, yeah, in a salon, um, yeah. So if she ever listens to this, which I don't think she will, um, sorry about that, but hopefully it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, hey, great, yeah. And, and for anyone living like right in the city of Sacramento or who goes to downtown a lot, it'd be amazing to see where you like add your stickers. Like let let let's take over Sacramento with these stickers, right? Let's- <laughs> Let's have a a presence all throughout uh, the the city and and all that. How how cool would it be to have one on like Tower Bridge? I don't know if there's a section where, you know, we see people at stickers. And, you know, the logo, Mm -hmm. uh, if you all uh, look at the logo, I mean, Tower Bridge is right there in the background. So it's almost like it's it's a must. It's got to be on on Tower Bridge because it's it's on the logo. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, let's have fun with these because, like I said, we have tons of stickers all that. And if we ever do run out, I don't know how long it'll take us to run out, but whenever that happens, we'll just get some more. Let's just keep, you know, at it with these stickers because people love them. And thank you so much because I know Sharon tells us the stories and it's happened to me also now that some people are even like, hey, where's the sticker? I saw the sticker. You owe me a sticker. Where's my sticker? And I'm like, okay, don't worry. We, uh, I, I got them. Anywhere yeah. we go, I'm going to have them. And it's funny, I'm carrying them in my wallet now in case I'm out and about and someone mentions anything about soccer. It's like, oh, I got a sticker here's, for you, by the way. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Well, Sharon, Jared, this is really great. We had a, a lot of fun. I hope our next recording is just as great. And Sharon, hopefully if we lose, you're still going to join us for the next recording, <laughs> right? right? Hey, we shall see. I mean, this is a challenge <laughs> to the team. You do not want Sharon to not be on the podcast. So do not lose. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they better. Hey, it worked with the banana thing, right? I mean, <laughs> got Thomas, was, Thomas was like, you know, I got, I got to do good. I got to get a clean sheet because I really want that banana something. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is gonna be bad because oh, what if he doesn't like bananas? Oh, I'm just gonna have to ask him. Yeah, time. it's gonna happen. And you know what? Uh, at the next game, we're gonna stick around. I, I hope he like goes by, and I, I think he will probably will. And and I'll record that moment. No, I, I oh my God! Yes, ah, ah, about the banana. Ah, 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 ah. 
<laughs> just say what kind of banana you know do you like dessert bananas? do you like do you like bananas yeah <laughs> yeah just to hear here's if he's like yeah you know ask him what and, and eh, it'll be right there on on camera and we'll have it there on video so and if you want to check Luis. that video <laughs> um, <laughs> one more reason if people want to check that video out we're only going to have it on sacramento soccer fans the facebook group again so if you want to see that video, if it does happen, if he does actually go <laughs> go there, you got to join the group. It's a private group, but it's a free group, of course. You got to join if you want to watch that. If it happens, it's not going to be on on just our, our socials. It's going to be on that group. So one more reason to join the group. Great. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us and for all the support you give to us. As always, we really appreciate it. And we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it weren't for you. So thank you so much. You motivate us every day to continue to grow this project that we have. So thank you for that. And with that being said, Sharon, Jared, we'll see you next week. Uh, Sharon, we'll see you next Saturday at the game. And we'll see anyone who wants some stickers at the game, of course, (laughs) next Saturday against San Diego. Everyone have a great day or night whenever you're listening to us. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one. The recording has stopped. There was something I, I wanted to add on the bloopers, but I forgot. I just, I forgot. There was something funny I wanted to say, but I guess it wouldn't have been. A, but there was, yeah, I forgot. It'll be next time, hopefully. And it'll be done. Oh, is that, what was that noise? I don't oh, know. Sorry, it wasn't me. Sorry, sorry it, it was on mine. I had mine on sign, but uh, the, the messenger call, it rang through. I just went ahead and hit the blind. So apologies for that. It's okay. You're, just, okay. you're giving us more blooper content, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, once I hit record, anything is fair game. We the all know. Recording that. is in progress. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I gave you a heads up. <laughs> um. So, looking at the last five matches or seven matches, if you want to go to that, um, that's a, a mm, no, the, that matches one. Um, the, where it shows how many matches are won. Where did I pull that up? Oh, that's on the USL uh, page. Oh, okay. I can't find it. <laughs> I was Sorry. like, wait, it's not on Google. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah. So when you pull that up, I know we need to wrap this up soon because there's a, a favorite player is playing a match right now. Um, one of our favorite players is 30 minutes into his match. Mm. Oh. I think did, uh, Sharon has frozen up a bit. Did we wrap this up already? No. Oh, okay. No, no. Oh, you're back. Oh, no, sorry. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> no, Edit. bloopers, actually. There's been bloopers. Bloopers. Reminder oh, no. to sell. Bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>